Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast. We are back again. The three of us are here to talk about a lot of bullshit, let's be honest. (laughs) We've jam-packed this episode full of viewer questions. We'll talk some playoff hockey as well a little bit later on. But first and foremost... Fellas, how you been? Let's hear from one Endo Mills. How have you been? You missed the last two shows. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, I forgot why. I think it was hockey related. Um, but Probably. I'm I'm, do- I'm doing all right. I- I've been better, but you know, I'm 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 getting through. I just got back from hockey too, so it's fitting. Yeah. How how are you guys doing? What's going on with you guys? I've I've migrated to using a fantastic. The- there you go. Migrated from my my regular chair to an office chair. Uh, to a lounging chair, you know, that's visual, visual listening. Oh, we can tell you're lounge. You're about 17 feet away from your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this better? No, that's very loud. That's, that's a bit hot. It's a bit hot. Um, uh, Sid, you're hot. how are you, buddy? Doing fantastic. Last night was a blast. Um, <laughs> 69 goals for Danny Heatley, plus 69. Nice. That is an exclusive spoiler yeah. for those who are only following on the YouTube side of things. Oh, but, yeah, uh, fuck, my thing, bad. but It's okay. <laughs> great things happen. It's, hey, if you don't watch live on Twitch, you're missing out anyway. That's how it works. But, uh, yeah, NHL 2K10 is is incredible. There's a reason why we did a full season playthrough, and we'll likely do another one maybe before the end of the year. Maybe not. There's a lot of games coming see, out. You know, the good thing about NHL 2K10 is it never goes away. We'll always have it. It's true. It's always there. It's always there to pick us up when EA NHL. Yeah. <laughs> get knocked down. <laughs> oh, the Chumba Wumba of hockey. <laughs> NHL 2K10. Excuse games. me? What? Is that a is that a title they'd want? I don't know, but it's a title they have. Uh, kind of mentioned, hey, we got some stuff to talk about as we always do. A lot of viewer questions and some fucking weird ones, but we're going to go for it. Why not? Before that, though, happy to announce that this podcast still brought to you by our friends at Manscaped all summer long, baby. And a big thank you to Manscaped for sticking with us. And boys, it's June. How goddamn weird is that? A lot of big things in June. Again, starting to hit the beach a little bit more. And it's a big holiday. Big, big holiday. Known as Father's Day. And what better way to celebrate Father's Day than telling your dad it's time to trim the hedges. And then when he goes outside, you got to be like, Dad, that's not what I meant. And you hand him one of the fine Manscaped products. <laughs> so you finish the cracks. <laughs> I'm not talking to my dad about trimming his fucking hedges, bro. I'll have to go oh, find my should, dad though. first. Like, what the and fuck? Manscaped provides the perfect opportunity. When you use code Tugi at checkout, you can get 20% off your order. You can get free worldwide shipping. It doesn't matter if those hedges are fucking California cul-de-sac hedges <laughs> or bonsai trees in Japan. They got you covered no matter what. Tell your dad it's time to take care of the hedges in more ways than one. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Okay, so, I mean, Father's Day, though, right? Like, you don't even have to necessarily... It doesn't have to be Sin approaching his dad. It can just be the idea of Endo. Your girlfriend could be like, ah, it's Father's Day. You're not a father yet, but here you go. Trim the hedges. You'll increase your chances of maybe making that happen. It's one Are of you things. insinuating that my girlfriend calls me daddy? <laughs> <laughs> not yet is the point. <laughs> Perhaps eventually. Eventually. Oh, God. 
<laughs> oh, <We're> just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Manscaped.com. Go from dad to daddy. <laughs> from daddy to father. Oh, God. Shout out to the large father, David Ortiz. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sizable matriarch. All those memes. Matriarch. Oh, matriarch. Are... Come on, man. Matri- uh, matriarch. Matriarch is. Yeah, matriarch. Did Endo woman. just learn the difference between matriarch and patriarch? I think he might have because he just no, said Mark. I know. I know. Sizable I know matriarch. The did yeah, you? But you, said... you can go back no, in the ch- I know, I just said it wrong. You can go back in the chat log when we made that meme originally last year, and I was spot on then, okay? It was matriarch. Okay. Matriarch. Fuck! <laughs> I'm just saying Latin roots escape him. Manscaped.com, code Doogie, 20% off. For all of your uh, for all of your Father's Day gift needs, it doesn't have to be anything related to hedges. Let's be honest: if you're a dad, you probably need the nose and ear hair trimmer at the very, very least. It works. Not well. to mention the premium boxers that are now out there. And again, they've already had fantastic boxers to begin with. Manscaped, we thank you. Let's move on to some viewer questions because we want to thank the people that sent these in. Of course, the description, whether it's the video or audio form, the link is there to join the Discord. Go to the podcast questions section, and you can have. Your question's answered. Much like these people here, these four, these exclusive four, but Piney, good friend of the channel, good friend of the podcast, good friend of ours. Good friend of Jax Teller. (laughs) Gets to have two questions answered because he sent one in right after the buzzer, but upon video review, we'll allow it. And it continues our trend of talking about food. What food would best describe each of your fellow co-hosts and why? Oh, that's weird. How do we answer this? How do we answer this without ruining a friendship, you mean? (laughs) Well, if you have suggestions, I'm all ears. I won't take offense. No, I I, I, I was just making a... I don't know. What the fuck? That's bizarre. To me, Toogie is chicken, but only sees with salt and pepper. (laughs) 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 And Sin is like... I don't know something Nordic because I don't know why, but like the beard and like uh, everything, it just thinks of like just Nordic. Something food. Nordic, so something stolen from England. Yeah, <laughs> food Easily. stolen from England. <laughs> and then me, I'm just fucking all of Louisiana, just Cajun everything. You know, I was gonna describe uh, Endo as barbecue. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because like. It's really fucking good, but you can only have so much of it at once. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Toogie. (laughs) Toogie is garlic mashed potatoes. I was going to say. It's it's always there for you. And and it fucking. I don't know. Yeah, for some reason he is pota- he's potatoes in some way. I don't know why. That's just what my I mean, brain. So far, I've been described as unseasoned chicken, <laughs> or very basically seasoned chicken and potatoes. Garlic yeah, I mean, mashed uh, potatoes, like those are good. Oh, yes, they are. They're both are delicious. But at the end of the day, made like, in a Vitamix, so it's like a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotypical white person food. Twenty four here. Like, Basically, what we're yeah, kind of. Are you Irish? <laughs> oh, so how God, about how no. about a lack of potatoes? Oh, actually, no. Wait, no. That's right. We did actually recently find out on my dad's side. There's some Irish in there. So, oh uh, damn! You, you can be a lack of there mashed you potatoes. 
<laughs> you are the oh, potato famine. Little little famine <laughs> joke for you guys. <laughs> Jesus. Relevant humor. Um God, why am I struggling so much to be able to come up with answers to this? I, I What did Endo even say I was? I forgot what he said I was as a uh, something Nordic, I don't know. That's right, yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah. I'm too mysterious. It's a tough it's a tough question. It is. Yeah. I mean What about yourself though? That's the one thing we have to ask too. What would you describe yourself oh. as? I'll have to think about that. I suck yeah. at describing myself. I have, I have to use my friends to write my dating profiles. <laughs> <laughs> sin, oh. sin is uh, the best way I could describe sin is a is a carne asada taco. You know, that's because that's that's fair. That's pretty good <laughs> because because I know it's his favorite anyway. <laughs> You're at least close to. It. Yeah, I have to switch there to was- chicken burritos because gout. Less, oh, less yeah, red meat, there. son of a bitch. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, it's all those. Uh, oh God, I can't even think of what the word is. But uh, you got to start taking your fish oil. Oh yeah, I take that. Get those, oil. Get, oh, get my those God. lipids down. Actually, thank there you for go. reminding me. I haven't taken my vitamins. I'll have to do that after. There you this. go. <laughs> Runs off to take them right now. <sighs> oh God, it's one. Of, you know, it's funny. As I saw something completely off topic, maybe even not funny, but apparently there was a study about like the effectiveness. Of vitamins and whether or not they make people live longer, and people are like, see, vitamins are pointless. And it's like the other part of the study was like, well, no, you might not live longer because of them, but you're going to have a better quality of life along the way. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of important. Like I would rather live a great sixty years than a hundred, but the last twenty years are dog shit. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, total like, body failure. I can't. I can't imagine that. Just holy. Yeah, it's yeah. Mm. There we oh, go, now that we're all depressed. Yeah. Alright, do we have any more answers for the food question? Another one I'll describe too, yes, is a chicken pot pie. Sorry. I'm <laughs> all the chicken. I need a non-chicken descriptor uh, for a protein. I don't know how to describe myself as a food. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying right? to think medium like rare pork. <laughs> God Damn. I don't know why. I just, the I just tuna fish sandwich of podcast. Oh, this, <laughs> the subway tuna oh. fish sandwich of podcast. Oh god! This, this is, is a there, you know, I would be a fucking pork chop. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm all in on that. My mom used to make these bomb pork chops where you'd like cook the pork chop and then you put, uh, you'd like heat up cream of mushroom soup and kind of like drizzle it over that and some ketchup. It sounds awful, but it fucking slaps. And then you put that. Like that sauce and the pork chop on top of like a bed of white rice. That sounds good. What are you talking it, about? It what sounds. I know, want? but like people, like when they say Ugh, cream of mushroom soup, what? Why you? Ugh. I don't know. But I'm like it slaps, motherfuckers. That was like a depression era meal that was passed down through her family. My favorite part of this podcast is when Sin just is like this fucking food, fucking <sighs> delicious. Fuck you. I love food, man. <laughs> I fucking love food, <laughs> dude. Everyone loves food. Oh, God. <sighs> We'll move on to question two from Piney. Why not? Now, this one, we'll have to discuss how to properly answer this. Um, He says, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, of course, the owner of the WWE and gigantic piece of shit, uh, gives you the keys to the kingdom and the chance to book the ultimate 5v5v5 Survivor Series match. You get to choose one wrestler, one hockey player, one football player, one soccer player, and one baseball player for your teams. Oh, I know. Who do you choose? Oh, yeah. Now, are we choosing our best slash favorite from each sport, or who we think would do the best in the context of a wrestling? I think who we think would do the best in this context. At least that's where I'm going with it. 
Okay. And I have yeah. most of mine already. Go for it. So yeah, obviously right. wrestler Dan Housen. Well, hold on, you want to go one by one in each category? Uh, I was just going to be... list all five of mine off. I figured we could do that. I don't know. It's up to you, but let's go. Yeah, let's let's go one at a time. Your wrestler I, uh, I representative. Okay. In this wrestling match, uh, Dan Housen, obviously. Got to throw very the nice, very around. evil. Dan Housen. Good choice. Endo Mills, one wrestling representative. Hornswoggle. <laughs> feel free everybody to google horn swoggle that's horns w-o-g-g-l-e um apparently a really nice guy all uh four foot five of them yeah short (laughs) short king horn swoggle oh man oh it's beautiful um god god who who do we go for who do you on do? this? You know, I am going to go with now former AEW World Heavyweight Champion Hangman Adam Page, whose entire character is essentially he is the relatable, anxious millennial. <laughs> and I, I, you know, you know, if there was a representative for me, <laughs> that's a good it's one. Hangman right there. Yeah. One oh. hockey player in your wrestling dream match. Sin for the win. Uh, Ryan Reeves. Because he's mm. got the swagger. He's strong as fuck. And he can throw. Mm. He's, he's your striker. That's a good one. Endo Mills. Does that have to be an actual like professional hockey player? Why? Are you thinking like Doug Glad or some shit? Shorzy. <laughs> Who? I don't know. Oh, you, you've not seen I'd say it has to be a real person. Okay, Jared yeah. Kiso. Done. There you go. Fuck yeah. I'm memeing his whole thing up. You got fucking... You got a four foot fucking three. Uh, See, now I'm not know? everyone's teams is, but that's fine. Uh, okay. If we're actually taking this seriously, I'd take... Um, hmm. I have no idea. Uh, come back to me on, on that one. Okay. What, what, we're going in order, though. That doesn't work. Just we name are, a though. fucking hockey player. I don't Who would your know? hockey player of choice be? For this wrestling extravaganza. Who's that guy who got suspended the most amount of times in the NHL? I can't remember. Probably Rafi Torres. Rafi Torres. Fuck it. Whatever. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he get go. fucking kicked out of the game immediately. Um, He might be old, but he is mighty. Zdeno Chara. That's, yeah. Big boy. Like, every, every team needs a giant. Yeah. Granted, he'll, you know, be toppled by at least some members of the opposition. Because that's how struggle. wrestling works, but... At the end of the day, that's the way to go. One football player. Yeah. Mr. Sin for the win. This one's tough, but I'm going to go with Warren Sapp. Hmm. Because. Now, see, we didn't answer whether or not it was all-time or modern. Oh, that's right. It's the one thing we didn't clarify, so we should clarify it on this question. Um, I mean, if it's, you guys were naming some old wrestlers, right? Or, or are they still active? I'm not too sure. Still active. Ah, Foxy, I don't know anything about I don't know enough about wrestling. I know you don't. Shit. I know you don't. You uh, know Dan Housen, that's about it, and that's okay. Uh, I mean, I know the Attitude Era. I remember all I can name. Tons of guys from the uh, Attitude Era. But, yeah, the current stuff, I don't Let's... fucking know. Oh, God. Oh, I want to go back. I want to go back. I replaced Hornswoggle with Edward Hogan. <laughs> 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 For people who don't understand who that is, that is 
New World Order version of of Hulk Hogan. There's a meme of him putting NWO on the on the trailer, but it just cuts off with the N and it's like another line. And it looks like he's gonna spell the N word. So it's just been totally just themed any anything. Literally, just Google Hogan N meme. It's. It's right there. It's incredible. Uh, um, there's also a follow-up meme that's Hulkamania with three Ks, and he might have an accessory on his head. Um, the internet's a wild place, you know? <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, if we're not going all-time football player, oh, uh, you, you guys do yours, and I'll have to think my Can we have them as a tag team? This is five. It's, it's a team of no, five. No, just call them Deep South. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, like, okay, we'll go on. We'll keep going. All right. You know what? Football player doesn't matter. All time modern. Okay. Just go for it. I'm still yeah. going. Yeah, Warren Sapp. Because, yeah. He's Marshawn mean. And he's big and all that stuff. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is the answer, Endo. Yeah, he's he's uh, just sitting sitting on the side talking to the commentators. He's there. Someone get fine. You guys are stupid. There's one clear cut answer here Tom Brady. Oh, my God. The man OJ. doesn't lose. Uh, uh, I, I, I he does, we change the rules to make sure he can't lose. <laughs> right, Raiders fans? Fuck yeah! Tom Brady, I won. Done deal. I don't even need two other people. Game <laughs> over. Sin, this one might be a tough one for you, actually. I don't it's know very how tough. Guys even I hope I can go all time. Soccer, I don't even care about soccer. Soccer players. Wynalda. That's the only fucking name I know. <laughs> He's not even Wynalda? active anymore. I forget, I forget his first name. <laughs> He was on Team USA and, and World Cup '98. That's how I know him. <laughs> it was my I always used to score with him. Oh, that's good. Oh, Endo Mills. Why um, is it? Why is it TFC legend Sebastian Giovinco? Because he's a short king. Um, I was actually thinking of Giovinco too. Um, I'm gonna put uh, MLS version of Zlatan. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. It's almost weird that he did. Oh, shit. Any, Can uh, I change mine? Yeah, go ahead. I want it to be Zinedine Zidane. Because he just. There you go. Let's fucker. You fucker. <laughs> oh, shit. That I take yours? My bad. You did. That's where I was going with the headbutt. That's yeah. okay. I got another super dirty I was in Europe when that happened, so I saw that shit live. It was amazing. There you go. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Sergio Ramos, who um, is a gigantic piece of shit that likes to hurt people. Oh, I was dirty. I think we're gonna go dirty. with uh, Sanchez, who bit a guy. The dirty the Sanchez. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh no! You know who I want to go with? I want to go with Vinny Jones because he was the juggernaut next man. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but he was also a soccer player. I'm going with Vinny Jones. That's a good one. I got the juggernaut on my team, baby. I'm the Game juggernaut, over. bitch. Pajama Me Charles. Will you motherfucking boot? God. A baseball player, Sin. Trevor Bauer. For obvious reasons. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's <laughs> Oh goodness. Um oh. Gimme Monroe Kawasaki. <laughs> I am from Japan. I am Japanese. 
fuck. Man, he was All not right, that bye. great, but he was just funny. <laughs> oh god. Now I have I have a couple of people in mind for baseball players. But there is only one. Pedro Martinez. Mm. Because he can't be touched. He'll just ole you to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Ole you to the ground. Oh, I man. mean, it's the like, it's one of the most famous moments in history when he and Don Zimmer, like Don Zimmer, like 75 years old, comes charging at him and <laughs> to the ground you go. <laughs> so let us know, Piney. Hopefully you're satisfied. Let us know. Who you think has the best team and who would win this match? And if you pick against me, you pick against Tom Brady. I like how that's never a good idea. My wrestler is probably the least tough out of all the people I chose. <laughs> Maybe tied with Z- Zidane. <laughs> oh, God. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Love that Danhausen, though. From Reds Rebels, who is your celebrity <laughs> hall pass? Like who we want as a hall pass or who we'd give a hall pass to? Hmm. Both? Wouldn't that be yes? <laughs> okay. It all depends on how you want to answer. I deduce this as him saying... Oh, yeah, we want a fuck you, who, that's who, famous. Who, who, yeah, who, who would your one be? Now, Sin has the advantage of not currently being in an active relationship compared to the other two of us. So <laughs> there's nobody to offend at the moment. Yeah. I wouldn't have offended well, anyone with this anyway, because everyone would want to. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a... It's the voice, dude. Whew! A little rasp on the voice. Oh, goddamn. Anyway. I think I just learned a little bit more about Sin today. Right? Yeah, don't oh, don't lose your voice around me. <laughs> <laughs> Endo Mills. I don't know, what man. What would it be for you? I don't know. <laughs> Tuki <Tookie> 24. <laughs> uh, let's, let's be honest. He said celebrity. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair point. I don't know. The bar is low. <laughs> the bar, thanks. Uh, on, uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I, You've I never watched never a movie and been like, yeah, oh, yes, you have. Honesty is the best. Dog, I don't fucking know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's my favorite kaiju. <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. My favorite kaiju. My favorite kaiju. Oh, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't, I've never like thought about that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm even just a fucking simpleton. Simp. Simp. More like a simp for your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. You I'm in a relationship. relationship. Fucking shoot me, kill me. That's all right. I forget you're in your early twenties. You I'm in my mid twenties. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm 24. Yeah, it oh. happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like through two weeks ago, it's like, oh fuck, and like now I'm feeling like super sore. Oh, I thought That's you were only great. turning 23 at that point. All right. No, no, no. He's an old man now, just like us. Yep. I qualify for one more year of coverage proper, and then I'm on my own. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Um, I'm just gonna go with the first one that came to mind, and um, 
Young, young Toogie's Awakening <laughs> was thanks to a movie from 1999. Oh, I know this one. By the name... Go, go ahead and guess if you think you know it. Uh, no, no, I'm not too sure, because you said 99. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. wait, that's not the movie. Starring Devin Sawa. Nope. Yeah, it would be Devin Sawa, nope. who was, uh, of course, a part of the Final Destination franchise. Seth Green. Eldon Hansen. Is that without a paddle? It is not. <laughs> it starred, I believe, in oh. one of her first roles. Oh, blonde chick from Austin, the second Austin Powers? Nope. No. Is it, is it Vanessa? Uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Hurley? Nope. What? Nope. I, don't, I don't fucking know then. In one of her first roles. 1999 Idol's Hands, starring Jessica Alba. Oh, there you go. I think I think still that was the first name to come. My to mind. first awakening was probably Cameron Diaz in The Mask <laughs> when she walked I mean, in out of the rain. That's fair. Oh, okay, I was <laughs> I was very tempted. Like, see, here's the thing, though, right? Because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're thinking about this person like 20, 25 years later, and for me, I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. I was very close as well to saying Kirsten Dunst because of Spider Man 02. Mm. That's a good one, too. That was close. The rain that scene, close. huh? That was also up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, dude, I was eight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And then, I know, sorry to make you feel old. Well, I was 12, so I was, like, right in the middle of that. I'm just like, nipples. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> uh, she knows, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> there's, like a, there's, like, a four-year age gap between all of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how that works, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, well, Reds, thank you for the question. Appreciate it. This one comes from our good friend, Broken Wheelchair. This is for uh, Sin and I, of course. What are you looking forward to the most in Finland when you're not working? Now, again, for those who haven't uh, who haven't heard, uh, Sin is, like, what, eight days? Nine days away? Uh, eight it's, days. It's, today's Jesus. the third. Yeah, eight days. Holy shit. Sin's eight days away. I'm ten days away. From going over to Finland. Um, it is part business trip, part vacation. Um, you know, Sin and I for three years now have been doing work with a Finnish company by the name of Sports Gamer, formerly known as NHL Gamer, uh, doing esports commentary for EA NHL. Uh, and there is a LAN event, a live final, taking place on the 17th and 18th of June. Those, of course, will be live streamed. And Sin and I are going to be there to cover it in person, uh, which obviously means, hey, we're both getting there a little bit early to have time to adjust. Sin's getting to stay a little bit later than I am because, well, we called Endo a simp. I have a girlfriend to get home to, and Sin's just like, fuck it, European vacation, let's go. (laughs) Why not take advantage of it if you can? Um, But yeah, so we will have a little bit of time before and after in terms of of just being there and being able to do whatever the hell we want. We are going uh, specifically to Helsinki. And, you know, it's funny, Sin and I have talked about it now over the last couple of days, like, oh, shit, this is this is getting real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that this is going to happen. I mean, I have uh, I have never been to Europe. This will be my first trip oh, wow. to a different continent. So I think just that initial aspect of it, plus, I mean, for the love of God, like, literally just Google image search pictures of Helsinki. It looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Finland as a country consistently ranked like number one for like the best place to live on earth which uh 
yeah, I might not want to go back yeah. once we uh, once we get to visit. It looks ridiculous, man. Um, just just everything. Like I just want to walk around. Yeah, that's it. I go to a place like that. I just want to walk around and fucking explore. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Like there's nothing specific about that, but just the idea of like you know I've been to big cities in the U.S. Obviously, you know, to your New Yorks, to your Boston stuff like that. I want to see. It's like okay. What's a big city in Europe? Like, what's that experience just walking around? That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, uh, for me, it's, man, really just, uh, honestly, for me, it's making the connections uh, with people that I've been, Mm. have never been able to meet yet. And, you know, probably some new people like, you know, like we've, and, and honestly, like, like you said, just kind of. Being in the pre- and being in the moment, and that's kind of what I'm really going to focus on as I'm over there is being as present as possible in that experience. Because I've been to Europe twice before, but there was a long ass time ago. It was once after the summer of eighth grade, and it was at like a school band thing, and we played like like 18 concerts in 21 days. So like it wasn't that much. Like it was a lot for the, uh, our age group, but that was our band director. Um, and then once again when I was about 16. Less, you know, less, less, less playing there, a lot more sightseeing and stuff. But also, again, when you look back at that age, you're like, man, did I appreciate it to the fullest extent that I should have or could have? So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to now. I've never been to Finland either. So that's, and really, yeah, it's like, I just want to see the land, experience the people, experience what Finland is. And that's kind of what I'm really kind of looking forward to. And obviously, like I said, the other half of it is being able to meet and connect with people I've been working with or I've known forever. Like, I think Tugi and I are going to have a fucking blast. Like, it's going to be so awesome (laughs) being able to hang out with you in person, which we've never done. Like, we've we've known each other for six years now? Yeah, close to that. Five, six years. Six, yeah. (laughs) And obviously never gotten to uh, meet in person. Pandemic has kind of halted any potential plans there might have been yeah um yeah no it's it, it's definitely that aspect of it like oh shit you know we are gonna you know get to actually meet these people Sid and i are are sharing an airbnb uh <laughs> oh up close and personal look at that yeah. fuck yeah just just two dudes hanging out you in know, Finland, going to saunas dudes, together you know <laughs> lived in a cramped apartment you know you know occasionally we do it but it's not weird or anything <laughs> <laughs> Bro, sitting in hot tub. Five feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll change that to uh, sauna. <laughs> there you go. Uh, our final final question comes from one Scroopy Nooper, who always brings the uh, the really the really strong hockey questions. And this one is, question for the podcast, last offseason we saw the first successful offer sheet for an RFA in a long time. If another team tries it, who would that RFA be and what team do you think would most likely try? Now, I am going to name to you the top five or so scorers. We'll go a little bit more than that who are RFAs this offseason. I already know, and yeah. If if I name somebody who you think might be the one, let me know. Number one, in terms of points this year, Matthew Kachuk, 104 points. Any chance he could get offer sheeted? Of course, but would he? Eh? No. Kevin Fiala on Minnesota. Jason Robertson on Dallas. Offer sheeted Boston Bruins. Let's go. That's mine. Offer sheeted Toronto Maple Leafs. Get rid of Tavares' contract so you can have the brothers together. 
There you go. Uh, I would say, sorry, of... if I can go back, I think Fiala might be targeted simply because the cap situation in Minnesota is so hectic. Um, that's yeah. that's the possibility, but I I have a real... All right, we'll keep going here. Other names, Jesper Bratt, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Patrick Laine, Andrew Mangiapane, Josh Norris, Adrian Kempe, uh, Tony D'Angelo, and Noah Dobson. Those were the only players to put up above 50 points. So... Uh, and then from there, a bit further down, the likes of Brock Besser, Yamamoto. I'm shocked. I'm trying to name the player that Sin has in mind. I don't think I have yet. Um, I was uh, Timo Meyer because it's a steep offer sheet. It's That's a nine million qualify. He had seventy five points. That's weird. I don't see him listed here. Maybe I sorted it wrong on Cap Friendly. Let me look. I, I'm po- I'm almost positive he's an RFA. He hasn't signed an extension. Did he not? Here, let me let me get this because I don't know. Maybe uh, Cap Friendly has so many fucking sorting options. It's unbelievable. Uh, Timo Meyer's not an RFA until next year. You're safe for now. What? Oh yeah, fuck! You're safe for now. I thought yeah, for he's got sure. One year left. Oh, thank God! I thought for yeah. sure he was coming up. I thought it was Hurdle came up and then he came. Up. Oh, oh yeah. He that is how it goes because Hurdle just signed the ex- wait. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't fucking anyway. The big sigh of relief from Sim for the win. Yeah, fuck, why did I think he was RFA this season? Mm. I don't know. People have been like, uh, you're not going to be able to afford Timo Meyer fucking nine mil qualifying offer. Mm. So I just figured he was coming up. <laughs> you know, it's funny as I look at this, though. I, I don't know. It's always so tough to say because you want to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy. But, mm. you know, like, I don't know. Fiala probably is the, the best shout. As a good player that Minnesota is really going to struggle to be able to afford to keep. Yeah, they're fucked. So that's probably the way to go. But that's, that's a super tough question to ask just because of how unlikely RFAs are. I don't think last season's Kokaniemi offer sheet is just going to open the floodgates for this to happen. I don't think so because it's just Kokaniemi. Like he didn't do that good this season. What was it? Was he outscored by Shesterkin? In that second round matchup, I think been. I saw something like that. Like Shesterkin had more points. That's bad. That's good for Shesterkin, but like that's bad as a that's a forward. And Habs fans can gloat, even though they still wasted their third overall pick on the guy. Stupid fuckers. <laughs> so weird to see them gloat about that. I'm like, you blew a third overall pick on him. Like <laughs> you picked him, not not yeah. not them. It's so weird. Mm. It's so weird. They chose him directly ahead of Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Four picks later was Quinn Hughes. Jeez. (laughs) Morons, dude. Like, Habs are so bad at drafting. Caulfield was the one that, like... Anyway. Yeah. And even then, it took this man, as we'll get into uh, some of the general topics. I wanted to catch up on a couple of things that you guys missed on the last show. Uh, Martin St. Louis is sticking with Montreal. The Caulfield Whisperer, 32nd head coach in the team's history. Uh, Yeah. Obviously, like where else was he gonna go? Yeah, like they would have been beyond dumb to not keep him. Yeah, I mean, he he he, fi- he figured something out, and I think they could be. I don't know how good next year, maybe five hundred team, maybe even a bubble team with a full season of Saint Louis being able to do what he's gonna do. Who knows? We'll see. And Endo, I wanted your thoughts. I mean, Sin as well. You guys didn't get to talk about this, but the uh, Jason Spezza retirement. I think it's great. Um, obviously. It's great that he's still in the organization as well. Um, as a assistant to the general manager, which is basically, we're going to get you a ring, and we want your name on there because I feel bad for you. 
I, I've always, I, that's what that's what I feel like it is, personally. And then they said that he's going to do some other stuff in the organization. I think if he wanted to come back another year, he just wouldn't be the same player he was. He was kind of like dwindling down a little bit over the past year and a half. Um, but it's good to have him in New York. He's going to be probably be player development and just helping with that situation out there too, which is good because. He's always been like a sort of a leader. He, I guarantee you, if he stayed, he, they probably would have given him an A or something because the way he was able to, not as the captain directly, but just direct that team over the past for like game four and game five to get them out of that headspace of, you know, we can do this, we can get out of there. Whereas, no offense to John Tavares, he hasn't really done much. He's a very quiet guy as a leader. Probably says stuff in the locker room to boost him up, but we don't really see anything like of him talking to the guys or anything, kind of bumped him out of that slump or whatever. So it's a great, it's a great move overall, and I want to see what else is going to happen this offseason. Sitting obviously, it's a bit funny for us because of all the two K ten yeah. with the Ottawa Senators yeah. with uh, Heatley Spets Alf. He's still on the team, leading the way. Yeah, for uh, honestly, I th- I see it as a way of rewarding his loyalty um, to put him in that front office position. And I do want to, I've seen some speculation, like, oh, he could do the thing where he signs at the trade deadline for a super, super cheap, and, you know, they use him as a depth option. I don't know if we'll see that. I know a lot of wishful thinking. Um, he could. He still could. But, yeah, it, how, it's going to be hard for him to stay in hockey shape the entire season, especially if he's working a front. Uh, Who was that that did that somewhat Mike recently? Mike Fisher. Mike Fisher, yes. Hmm? I was going to say David Legwand, and I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Mike Fisher. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Spets. I've always, you know, he's taken those league minimums, you know, season after season when he could have probably been making one mil elsewhere is a pretty big fucking deal for the Leafs. Like this last one, yeah, probably he was a league minimum player, you know, being more of a depth option, more scratch time here and there. But honestly, the team was always different with him in the lineup. He always seemed to be like, the guy, like, if the Leafs were shit, he would do something and spark them. Maybe say something yeah. and spark them. He, he, most of the time, he did something to spark them. And he was like a guy, he's like, oh, we're down by four. I'm going to score this big fucking goal. And that juiced up. And then, and then out came Marner and Matthews, and they started doing their thing. Like, yeah. So it's going to be hard to adjust to him not being there, but he is still in the organization. And I do like that. They are rewarding his loyalty in that regard because he did the Leafs favor after favor for the last few years the other two little notes here uh i talked about it a little bit on tuesday when you guys weren't here but of course the coyotes uh, arena proposal that is out there uh last night there was a vote from tempe uh, city council that passed by a five to two margin um and they are that much closer to getting uh, this new arena deal done and of course it's not just an arena deal uh, this is a massive massive project to literally turn and i have seen pictures from deke slayer it is not um you know an exaggeration to call this a landfill like they are actively looking to turn this from a landfill to you know like i mentioned it like an arena uh you know living spaces hotel all that stuff they are looking to turn this into a you know, gigantic money-making venture. Um, and, yeah, it's that much closer to going through. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of salt from a lot of people. A lot of people are like, oh, it's like a 30-year, thir- you can't relocate the clause, which, of course, Tempe would want. 
Um, why wouldn't Tempe want that? Especially, it's like you talk about, you know, the idea of like, yes, there's this hotel and there's this housing around the arena. Like, obviously, you're going to want the team to stay there. Uh, there's a lot of salt from people who are very mad that the Coyotes are uh, getting their shit together. <laughs> this is what you wanted, and now they're getting the shit together. It's like, no, just move instead. I, I'm enjoying the salt tremendously. It's because, yeah, people just want something to kind of feel superior about or bitch about, either way. Uh, you have a lot of that from all those people, and they felt like that. You know, they're they're, they're an easy target, and like I, this is great for them. And you know what? Dude, like again, like you were saying, it, there's such a big market there. It's waiting. It's there for the taking. I don't think people realize that, and like it's it's there to be established. And I think this is tremendous. Thirty year deals, great. Um, the Coyotes are going to be on the up and up roster wise in the next few years. If they take advantage of the heavy amount of draft picks that they do have. And I th- honestly, they should be able to luck their way into a couple of really good players, at least with the amount of draft picks that they have. So it's great. But yeah, more on the top. Yeah. People are just, yeah. Like, like you said, Tugi, they, they change their tune. They'll shift the goalposts. And that's how, you know, it's not about the, uh, it's, it's not about the logistics. It's not about what's actually happening. It's about them and their bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it basically comes down to the idea of, well, we think there should be teams here and the Coyotes are the, yeah. the target. Although, again, like the NHL is not interested in relocation anymore. No. We talked about this on the show. Look at what Seattle paid. Look at what Vegas paid. It's about expansion yeah. at this point. So, yes, they're going to do whatever it takes to keep the Coyotes there. Because it means more money for them through future expansion franchises. Yes. And the final thing of note here, the Jack Adams was handed out for best head coach in the NHL this season. It goes to Calgary's Daryl Sutter. Completely agree. And he joins his brother Brian, who won the award with the Blues in 90-91, as the only siblings to ever win the award. Which is... That's cool. Hilarious. 30 one years ago. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. But yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked about it. He was, he was the consensus choice to, to win it. I, I think yeah. he absolutely deserved it. There's yeah. no debate from me. No, absolutely not. I, no problem. We'll move into talking about the playoffs here now. Again, you guys missed the last show, so this wouldn't have been the most relevant information to withhold for literally now like a week. Uh, any final thoughts on the eliminated teams that you guys didn't get a chance to talk about on the show? Calgary, St. Louis, and Carolina. Calgary had a lot less claws than I thought, but also they came across an Edmonton team that was firing on all cylinders. Like, literally everything was going. And, like, they had depth scoring. You know, Kane was on his heater. McDavid, Dreisaitl were kicking ass. Mike Smith was making some saves. Um, St. Louis. They're, they'll be back. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're just a they're just one of those teams that are always a threat in the playoffs, no matter what. I'm glad to see him eliminated because fuck Jordan Bennington. Um, <laughs> he he ha- he should have the reputation that Kadri has, and yeah, I said it. Deal with it. Oh yeah. Uh, and Carolina, lol, fucking lol. <laughs> and no, uh, anything to add? It sends sum it up pretty well. Uh, Calgary, uh, one for. God's sakes, find a better backup goalie. That that's all I gotta say. Because you're, if you're gonna have your goalie go down in mediocrity with how high scoring that was that whole series, um, get some support there over there. Uh, another one is 
If McDavid is open in the slot, he's going to score. That is exactly how they ended their last game. McDavid getting the puck. I think that's that puck was on a stick for like maybe like a second. It was just in the back of the net. Do better. It's true. Uh, <laughs> it's easy for me to say as, as a guy sitting on a couch. Um, but then we're going to talk about uh, St. Louis. Uh, fucking lol. Get wrecked. I got nothing else to say. That's it. Fuck you, Bennington. Go back to the fucking Chiefs Toast League. Uh, and Carolina. Fuck Tony D'Angelo. Um, oh, I forgot he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right? Because I, I didn't watch a full Carolina game at any point. They just, they didn't, I don't know. None of those games appealed to me. Yeah, we <laughs> anyway, didn't even continue. play that good in the playoffs either way. He didn't do any that well. Because if he, if he did play well, you would have saw him in the condensed highlights. But you didn't. You just saw him getting pissy pissy with everyone. He's a fucking hack. Uh, Carolina. It sucks we really went down. Learn how to close out games. At home. And on the road. That's it. <laughs> Learn how to win games on the road first, and then mm. <laughs> don't lose your one fucking home game. And <laughs> that was so funny. Like yeah. just the like that's what happens when you can't win on the road. They they that's why I lol at them because they fucking deserve it. Like it's like it's that it's literally the meme of the of the Shiva Inu, the buff one, and then the crying one. Like that's them at home, and then that's them on the road. You have to win on the road. You simply have to win on the road in the postseason. Brings us to our two ongoing series. The conference finals will start off in the West here first. Colorado winning game one by the score of eight to six. In one of, I want to say one of the most ridiculous games we've seen in recent memory. But again, like we had the Battle of Alberta game one that was almost equally as ridiculous. Sixty nine, yeah, we got the sixty nine score line. <laughs> it was literally one more goal in that one. This game was. Uh, Outrageous. It was. Is like that, how else can you possibly describe that first game when there's 14 goddamn goals scored? Absolutely insane. Perhaps more so was the result of game two. Colorado wins four to nothing with a backup goaltender, Pablo Francois, leading the way and getting the shutout. Good for uh, him. Nathan McKinnon scored his 10th of the playoffs in this game. He now has 30 goals in 32 career postseason games at home, so which sick. is the highest rate ever. So sick. I love McKinnon. I love this matchup because it's it's McKinnon versus McDavid. This is what we wanted. Um, and in game two, Connor McDavid was held to just two shots on goal with a minus one on the game. Turns out McCarr and company can play defense. <laughs> they can play defense against the skill game. Because they can match skill with skill in that case. What I, where I don't like yeah. Makar is against St. Louis, who get to the fucking front of the net and they body yeah. you out. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, not, I'm sorry, Colorado fans. I'm not trying to shit on Makar right here. I love the guy, but I had I had a big you you guys heard me. I had a big fucking critique about him trying being out there against that St. Louis uh, and why you know they kept blowing the leads um, in that yeah. game. But yeah, that play that he made on McDavid, fluid. Picture perfect poke check, stayed with him, skated with him laterally, and when he saw the opening, he just poked it free. That was, uh, that, that's, it's such a little thing, but that, as someone who really appreciates defensive hockey, it, that's, that's as good as a, a highlight goal to me, is a sick defensive mm-hmm. play like that. That was beautiful. Picture perfect. And I know some Oilers fans are getting all salty, like, of course, McDavid just doesn't score every time he's one on one. Yeah, but he also doesn't all the time just get completely 
knocked like gets the puck loose off him like that fluidly. Like he'll fight for it, you know, maybe he gets pushed out. Usually it takes support. And the car just is like boop. <laughs> it was nice. Well, I mean, if there's anyone who's skating can come close to rivaling McDavid and being able to kind of keep up with them and make those quick pivots, it's Kel McCarr. Yeah, he, I think, honestly, I think it's close, but I think McCarr has better edge work then. Uh, it's all right. I'm, <laughs> that's it's a debate. It's a debate. You can put him up there because as a defenseman, you have to have better edge work. Flat out speed, McDavid all day. Um, speed plus agility, probably still McDavid, but if you're looking at just the edge work and that's why he was able to be in position for that play. Uh, yeah, Makar might have the edge. Anyway, this is a fun series because look at all the skill. This is what hockey has been building towards. Really, if you think about the last decade, this is what hockey has been moving towards, and now we have it, and we need to appreciate it. Endo Mills, your thoughts on the first two games, if any? Yeah, hockey, right? It's been, <laughs> it's been it's been so high scoring. Uh, I mean, the first game was just a fucking absolute just forget it. Let just let it go loose. Let it keep going. It was nuts. Game two was a lot different. Like we didn't have a goal until like, the second period, right? It was like scoreless for a while. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was because I, I saw some Ryan Whitney or yeah Ryan Whitney tweets about. How, how how much of a good penalty kill things were, and he had a good feeling about the game. Yeah, it was it <laughs> was super close, and I remember I walked out of the room at the beginning of the second period, and then I came back, and it was three nothing. Yeah, no. it's just yeah. one thing that I've noticed with both of these teams is that when they score, it happens in bunches. Yeah, they're it's both, just they're both like, very momentum driven. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they just had it and they just held on to it. It's going to be very entertaining. Uh, like like you said, it's what hockey's been building towards. I'm glad to see that we have top talent going up against top talent like night in, night out. Especially when their players are not even really at their peak. Like they're they're still developing and becoming stars in their own right. Um, like especially yeah. Connor McDavid and uh, Nathan McKinnon, especially Kale McCarr. He's, he's still a young guy. He's been in the league for, what, two years? He has to, yeah, he... he's 22, 23, I think. Like that's, mm-hmm. He's still got another solid two, three years of getting yeah, better, which is... is fucking scary. He'll turn 24 in October. Okay. Yeah, now he's got yeah, another that... solid two, three years of development, which is scary to think about. Yeah. Now, obviously the Avs up 2 to nothing in this series, the old adage, you, uh, you're not in trouble until you lose on home ice. But... You might have the stats. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Avs right now are undefeated on the road in the playoffs. I'm actually not sure, but they might be. They may have lost one on the road, but I they've been very good on the road so far. Well, it's like the idea of Game Six against St. Louis after they blew it at Game Five yeah. at home. Yeah, we said like, okay, now's the time you got to really prove yourselves and win Game Six, and they did. Mm-hmm. So, what are what are we thinking about this? You know, our next show, I do believe, and Sin and I actually have to talk about this because of some of our uh, obligations with uh, with Sports Gamer, whether or not it's going to try to be a Monday or Tuesday show. Either uh, way, it's the same fucking result, one. isn't it? We have, a, we have a cast both those days. 
That we do. Uh, it'd probably um, be better Tuesday for me because I do have some other stuff to do on Monday. Which means we'll have the aftermath of Game 4. Per- that. What is the series scoreline Colorado-Edmonton by Tuesday's show? 3-1. I think Edmonton's able to win one, but Colorado's too strong. They, they shut them down 4 nothing. They also played the shootout game and won 8-6. to that's kind of the two. The Edmonton really only has two modes. It's like we're gonna score, but like, or I, yeah, I don't know. I like Edmonton relies on winning games by outscoring their opponent. They failed to do that, and then they got shut down. Like that's just yeah. And if they're not gonna get the depth scoring, if Kane's done with his heater, if he's losing his fucking head, which he hit did, they're fucked. Yeah. I think they win one because they're home ice, and, and it's Connor McDavid. He's going to will that team to victory, but I think it'll be 3-1 at best. Could even be a sweep, but I think it's going to be 3-1. Yeah. No Mills. I think probably going to be 3-1 as well. I don't think sweep. Just Colorado wants it more, and if Edmonton isn't going to outscore Colorado, they have no chance. At all whatsoever. You're not going to get by winning a close game 2-1. You're going to have to put up like 4-5 to five goals. Because you know your goaltending is shaky with both Smith and Koskinen. And that's just that's just how it's going to go. Um, both of their last series, they've scored like almost 30 goals. In both of those individual series. It's nuts. Still cracks me up that that is a conference final go to- goaltender duo. Like... <laughs> 40-year-old Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. <laughs> Miko, no glove, no love, Koskinen. Miko, I'm big, Koskinen. 2-2. I feeling you are going to do that. Colorado, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove that you are the better team in this aspect by either having a 3-1 lead or by closing this out in four. Edmonton, prove me wrong because I do think you're fucking dead in the water at this point. Prove me wrong and make it 2-2. That's my call. I want to see this series go 6 or 7. Let's see if it happens. In terms of what I actually think is going to happen, I mean, 3-1 is a a decent shout. Um, I can't imagine the Oilers getting swept. No, that that arena, that home atmosphere is just too damn strong. It is, you would think, but it's too damn high. <laughs> the rent. Too, when the hell was that from? Jesus, two thousand and six, two thousand eight. It was the early days of memes when all the memes were just those pictures, and all the rest of them were black and white, like those just rage oh memes, or just white, oh, and black. Oh man, the rage Lord comics. Origin. That's no, exactly yeah. That, that, that God, Rage Comics walk so Wojax could run. Dude, that is from November of 2010. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we have. Uh, wow. Wow, that's that that meme has existed for almost half of Endo's life. <laughs> I don't like that. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't it's either. been over like, half my life. Well, no, you're 25, and that meme's going to be 12 years old. He's 24. It's been exactly half his life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Get 
Jaden Moody for me. There's an old meme too, by the way. <laughs> Good lord. <sighs> the other conference final in the East: the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, my uh, take of uh, whoever wins between the Rangers and Carolina, they get swept. Did not happen as the Rangers won Game One six to two. In just two periods, the Rangers matched the amount of goals the Florida Panthers scored in the entire four-game series, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of this result in general, I'm not counting Tampa out because if we recall, and sorry to bring it up, Endo, but Toronto absolutely spanked Tampa in Game One. Yep. You know you can't rule Tampa out of this series, but and I said this as much on the last show. Um, yeah, I, I am now officially giving the Rangers the uh, proper respect, um, that, that they've earned by getting through a team like Carolina. I still said that they, I thought they'd get rolled in the series and they still might. I would define this losing that in five games. The Rangers win another one that I was outright wrong. And yeah, obviously, you know, about time they win win that second game, especially if they win tonight. Holy shit. Yes. Do they have a chance to win the series? I mean, that break for Tampa, you know, we, we talk about that. Like, Tampa had, like, what, about a week break? Yeah. While the Rangers were just still going at it. And on one hand, yes, that break can help. But on the other, the momentum yeah. that a team like New York can carry by not You see this a lot break. after sweeps, yeah. Yeah. Especially against a team and who went seven. And they're young. Well, so here's, here's, here's the stat that I saw on Twitter. Since 2000, teams coming off of a Game 7 win are 7-0 and against teams coming off of a sweep. Like, the Rangers, by that metric, are the favorites in this series. But obviously, again, they are going up against the two-time defending cup champions that you just simply can't rule out. Oh, I thought it was just in game one. That's that's in the series? I believe so. It might have just been game one, but I think oh. that's the series in general, yes. Hmm, that's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, because uh, the stat I had seen was an example. Um, like, they gave Boston Columbus, and of course, that was when Columbus swept Tampa. And Boston had gone seven against the Leafs again. Wow. So yeah, that's that's in general that's series wide. Yeah, the that's insanity. The Rangers are making me eat my words. I have been firmly against the possibility of them actually being good pretty much all year, um, or at least had a lot of doubts for it. Like ah, oh, they they can't they can't sustain with this goal differential, and then you know they change that and shit. Um, I didn't like their off season whatsoever. Acquiring Cop at the deadline was huge. Um. Maybe it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I looked at that roster and I'm not impressed. But again, sometimes it's not all it is. Sometimes, like Herb Brooks said, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right players. And it seems like the Rangers kind of have that right now. They just have something. And you some, 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 some things you can't quantify. So, yeah, I've completely eaten my words here, especially after that win. I'm like, I'm like okay, they made the conference finals. Yeah, okay, maybe they are the real deal. But let's see how they do in game one. Mm. And I'm sitting there at the open mic and keep looking up at the TV. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, what the hell? It's, mm. yeah, so good for them. A specific stat out of this as well is in regards to Artemi Panarin, who uh, a lot of people have started deeming uh, a lightning killer at this stage. He is 9-1 and one <laughs> with three goals and nine assists against Tampa since that Columbus series where they swept them. The Rangers have a shot. 
They have a shot. I would still be absolutely shocked if the Lightning weren't to win this series. But the Rangers have a shot here. I mean, obviously, Zabanajad and and Kreider have still been great. Frankie Vetrano. Again, we talked about the importance of the deadline pickups, like him and Andrew Kopp and how good they have been. And that third line of Lafreniere, Hedl, and Capocacco have done pretty well. A lot of people are jumping to use the term incredible with them. Um, Not incredible by standard reasoning, but incredible by what was expected of them? Maybe. Philip Hedl has eight points in 15 games. Ross Colton has eight points in 12 games for Tampa. Are we calling Ross Colton incredible? No. So that's a little bit of the the Rangers fan base being hyped by some of these young guys that didn't have the most outstanding yeah. uh, runs of, of consistent form in the regular season. And that's fine. I'm not saying don't be hyped for them. But at the same time, you know, let's, it's, it's like the elite discussion. You know, we gotta we gotta hold back the term, or it starts to lose some of its meaning. <laughs> yeah, or generational. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, I am beyond excited for game two tonight. Uh lightning again. The whole home thing is always a factor, but man, the lightning go down two zero in this series, and I am. Uh, I'm worried I, for them. I, Man, if the Lightning go down 2-0 in this series. Like, again, hate to bring it up for Endo's sake. What if Toronto went up 2-0? Yeah, dude. I think Toronto... I think they win that oh, series. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think they win it. I don't think the Lightning win four out of five uh, against the Leafs. I don't think they do. And I don't know if the Lightning win four out of five if they go down 2-0 in this series. Yeah. Right. Big, big game, to say the least. Uh, And again, we will know uh, by Monday. Game three would also be in the books. It's on Sunday afternoon. (sighs) Expecting a 2-1 split, certainly. The question is, it's just a matter of who's going to have it. And I think it might be the Rangers. Good chance. There is a good chance. It might be. With that, gentlemen, we'll call it a day, obviously, as we continue to move forward uh, with this uh, podcast. And obviously, through the playoffs, we're going to have less to talk about. And, uh, you know, again, with Sin and I leaving, we'll still figure out what we can do, if anything, for the podcast. And obviously, heading into the summer, too, we'll likely move to one episode a week as well. But for now, uh, just kind of enjoying the run as we look to figure things out moving forward. Get a big shout out to Manscaped and your dad's hedges. Um, that might. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> if you're wondering why the episode was titled something like Hedge Work, well, you now know. Um, Kale McCarr's Elite Hedge Work. Thanks to Manson. Oh my god. <laughs> Kale McCarr's Elite Hedge Work. Oh my god! That's amazing. Every once in a while, we get there. Um, Again, everybody, we will be back on Tuesday. Endo Mills, what do you got going on until then? Um, Nothing much. Uh, I think by the time this goes up on the audio portion, we may... I may be live. Uh, I've decided to go to one-week streams, like once a week or whatever. Uh, Because fucking sitting in a room with five people and no one's talking to you fucking sucks. Like, that's just me sitting alone with my, my own thoughts, basically. Like, so, 
Why would I want to have that on stream at the same time? It's kind of kind of redundant. Uh, so working on videos for myself, uh, working videos for you, and actually doing some stuff for um, sports gamer helping out a little bit with some video hey. stuff with some with some highlights. Hell yeah! Again, yeah. Thank you, uh, Tug and Sin, for showing me the way of the sports gamer. Appreciate hmm. it, Mister Sin. What do you got going on, buddy? Usually, you guys can follow me on Twitter at SinFTWProd. On the YouTube side of things, Sin for the Win Productions, of course. Big franchise mode guy here, as best as I can, as the year goes on and is busy as hell. Um, and also, of course, follow me on Instagram at Paul Cinders and listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere that you can find music. Paul Cinders. Go look at the beautiful results of his most recent photo shoot. On oh, I'm so happy with those. I look, I look pretty good. <laughs> Handsome devil, this guy. Handsome devil. Uh, as always, too, everywhere at Tukey24, you guys know the deal. Um, and we'll see what happens tonight, the night this is being uploaded. Uh, we will be playing uh, NHL Legacy Edition on the Xbox 360. Those servers, uh, the servers, those servers are being shut down, I believe, on the 5th. Yeah. Uh, so it's an end of an era for the Xbox 360. We're going to say goodbye to that tonight. And then, of course, throughout the weekend, more NHL 2K10, more FIFA. I really have an itch to uh, maybe start up another franchise mode after this Bruins one is done, but it wouldn't make much sense with Sin and I leaving. <laughs> we'd get to play it for a week. So got to kind of hold off on that for now, but that's okay. Uh, but, yeah, hey, all of that and more, you know the deal. We'll see you guys next week. Hedges. No other way to end the show. Just <laughs> hedges. <laughs> <laughs>